<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, that's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Those aluminum cans it comes in are recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities so they won't just end up in your local landfill like plastic bottles. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find Liquid Death re- retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com front slash film study. That's liquiddeath.com front slash film study. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick here for this week's By the Numbers with co-host Dan Reese. Dan, how you doing? I'm doing great. An exciting win last week and a huge matchup this week against the Bills. So it's a it's a good week. Yeah. How how big would it be to win this one if they uh, if they could 
pull that out. I just would have a total different feeling about this team, even with all the injuries. Yeah, absolutely. If they can start, uh, you know, three and one with with the injuries uh, and with some tough matchups and, uh, you know, some matchups that may not have looked so tough before the season, but definitely are now, you know, with Miami and, and I think New England was was pretty tough as well. So, um, you know, it, it'd be huge. But uh, but either way, exciting win after the first or after week three. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's start. You want to start or do you want me to? Yep. I'll dive in. All right. My first number is 85.4%. So, so far this season, Lamar Jackson has accounted for 85.4% of the Ravens total yards this season. So that's between passing yards and rushing yards. Uh, It's just a remarkable number. Uh, In, in 2019, that amount was 65.1%. So nearly 20% higher so far this year than in his MVP season in 2019. Uh, some of that is, you know, or a lot of it is uh, that he hasn't been getting much help from the running backs, um, but he has just, uh, he's just been amazing both uh, on both uh, sides of the offense, both passing and running. And, um, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun to watch and I, I hope that he gets some help so that, uh, you know, so that he can continue uh, th- this great season. Yeah, even when they've had some leads, they really haven't been running the football all that much. They just haven't been effective at it. But hopefully with the return of Dobbins, an increased role for Hill, maybe the return of uh, Gus at some point, uh, they can get some of the uh, mojo back in terms of their uh, – Ronnie Stanley, too, would be a big help. And practice full again. So uh, getting very excited about that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, 11.2 and 7.7. Lamar Jackson's intended air yards and his completed air yards. The 7.7 completed air yards uh, is second in the NFL, and as is the 11.2 intended. Uh, The leader is uh, Winston. Yeah. Who's uh, uh, he's uh, up there in terms of more air yards. Also, also thrown five interceptions as four. Uh, four TDs. So he's not having a great year or anything, but he's, he's throwing the ball along. Um, Josh Allison and Allen is the interesting comparison because the complaint about, you know, the Josh Allen lovers have for, for Jackson all the time is that he never throws deep and, you know, he's always just throwing the ball to tight ends and whatnot. It's true. They don't, they don't have a big, uh, they have a tight end centric offense, one of the heaviest offenses of all time. And Jackson is still pitching the ball down the field where Josh Allen is at 6.8 intended air yards and 6.0 completed air yards. So significantly behind, even though his rating is in the same neighborhood, 100, 109, 119 for Jackson. Uh, despite the longer throws, uh, one of the interesting things is that Lamar hasn't been particularly aggressive with his throws, according to next-gen stats, only 13.6% aggression percentage, uh, which is below average. And you know it's great that he's basically been able to make good separation throws even though he's going longer down the field, that's a, that's not a common common uh, uh, tri, uh, quinella. <laughs> we'll call it. So you you typically your your checkdown throws are very low um, aggressiveness throws, and uh, and he doesn't have a whole lot of those. So interesting. The relationship between Allen and Jackson is different from in past years, and Bills fans definitely feel it. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, it's been definitely fun to watch, you know, Lamar uh, throw it deep. And, and, you know, I think that was one of the questions coming into the the year, whether he had enough, uh, you know, wide receiver help to to, to threaten deep. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think so far the wide receiver core has shown that they, they 
have what it takes. Plus, uh, they've relied heavily on the tight ends, and, and they've done well uh, to that end, too. So, mm-hmm. All right. I will uh, jump into my uh, my next number. Speaking of tight ends, uh, two, two numbers here, 36.5% and 51.8%. 36.5% is the target share for Mark Andrews through week three. That's the highest in the NFL across wide receivers, tight ends, any receiver. <laughs> Uh, the second highest is Cooper Cup, who's known for you know his huge target share, uh, with thirty four percent. So so two percent higher than that. Um, the fifty one point eight percent is the target share for tight ends across the board, which is remarkably high. Uh, that's the highest of any NFL team. The second highest is Kansas City with thirty one point eight. So twenty percent difference in target share. Um, between how often the Ravens are targeting the tight ends versus the the second highest, it's just um, it, it's just amazing how much they're targeting the tight ends, which is like you said because of the heavy personnel. But uh, it, you know it's really working for them well, and I think it's a it's a matchup that they're going to continue to exploit. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit concerned about um, the lower efficiency throwing to Andrews this year is in past years you know past years haven't been hasn't been great every year last year nine interceptions throwing the ball to Andrews but uh you know it's it's hard to disagree that Lamar needs a bailout target when he's in trouble particularly with the offensive line you know the way it's the way it is right now and he needs to you know have somebody he can trust to go up and make a play and that receiver who gets a fair number of marginal targets is always going to be a little bit less efficient and I think we just kind of have to live with the fact that that's Mark Andrews now, and he's never going to return to the 11 yards per target that he had as a rookie or, or uh, some of the other great numbers he's had since. So uh, unfortunately, uh, that, that, that's where it is. But it's good. It should mean greater efficiency for those other receivers, whether it's Bateman or Likely or DuVernay or whoever. Absolutely. Yep. All right, let me go on and move on to my stat about Devin DuVernay because I, I was excited to have something in there about a receiver, but he's caught eight of eight targets this year. So 8-8, eight, eight, 121, 12.1, and 3.0. 121 is the yardage. That's 15.1 yards per reception, but it's also 15.1 yards per target. I can't stress enough that yards per target is the most important statistic for a receiver. So you you want to uh, maybe yards per route run, I could I could live with that too, but yards per target is really getting at when they throw to you. Um, you know, how, how much success are they having? Uh, a 12.1 a dot on his throw with three yards of yaks. That's not a particularly high yak number, uh, but a lot of his catches are coming in the end zone. He's got three, three, uh, TDs already. Um, he's incredibly, he's got a kick return touchdown this year. And I wanted to put that in there. He's also third among all active players in kickoff return touchdowns lifetime with two. I was surprised by this. It's like seven guys with two. Cordell Patterson has eight, which is pretty amazing. And some other guy, Andre Roberts, has three. So I was a little bit surprised by that. Uh, What I like about that is it's really forcing opposing teams to give the ball to the Ravens at the 25. That starts them off in a better position than a lot of other teams who who pooch effectively, sometimes can create penalties on the offense on the return. And uh, and that can certainly end up with some, some worse starting field position. So I would just say of all the Ravens players, He's probably the single biggest upside surprise to me so far, and I couldn't be more happy about that. It's at a real position of need. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of the big question marks coming into this season. Uh, you know, the deep threat and and kind of the the second wide receiver or third mm-hmm. receiving threat, um, whichever way you want to look at it. 
Um, and, you know, he's really stepped up. He's uh, made some great catches, great routes that he's run, tracked the ball really well, just an amazing catch in the end zone. Uh, such great, good good footwork. So uh, really, uh, really been impressed with him. So that's it's been great to see. Um, my third set of numbers is 2.7 and 0.9. Uh, 2.7 is the number of takeaways uh per game that they're averaging so far this year that's tied in first with Jacksonville and Tampa Bay. Uh, 0.9 is what they average per game in 2021, which was 29th. So a huge increase, three times as many uh, takeaways per game. It's been such a big difference um, maker uh, so far this season. And I I really, I don't see a, a reason why it would change. You know, we're getting, a healthy Marcus Peters back, uh, you know, so that should help a lot. Um, and, and hopefully just a continued success with the offense puts the other team in uh, kind of, you know, high passing downs, which kind of feeds right into the, the turnovers. Um, you know, last week there were four, which was a huge difference maker in the game. And, uh, you know, on the other side of it, the, the Ravens are only averaging one giveaway per game. So the, the turnover margin is huge. Um, and, and, you know, that's been a big story so far this season, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And this team, it's how they are manufactured. It's how they're put together. They are a turnover team, which means they're probably going to give up more yardage. They're going to give up more yardage also because they tend to have the lead with a, with a good offense. I'll talk about that a little bit with my next stat. But I was really, really encouraged with what the dime defense did this last week particularly coming off that terrible showing against Miami where they gave up 13.3 yards in dime in the second half. And, you know, Miami had the big comeback. That's, that is not supposed to happen to this team. And then they did exactly the way they're supposed to do with three drive-ending turnovers on the last three drives for the, uh, uh, the, the Patriots this last week. So, anyway, great to see. Going to move ahead with a similar statistic, and and this is one that fuels the turnover. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit, but 2.79 and 2.20. 2.79 offensive points per drive is fourth in the NFL. 2.20 points allowed per drive is 22nd in the NFL. Most important statistics, again, on offense and defense there. That's a healthy difference between the two of, you know, 0.59 per drive. You're going to win a lot of games when you maintain that for a, a, a period of time. The 2019 Ravens, by comparison, had 3.08 points per drive, the fifth most of all time. This is not too far removed. I had kind of thought about a preseason goal, not that my preseason goal means all that much, but I'll tell you why I had it before, that I thought the Ravens needed to try to get to about 2.65. And that's what I thought it would take to fuel lead generation that would allow their turnover machine to kind of take over the game as it did in this last week against the Patriots. So uh, the offense is playing a little bit better than we might have hoped they would in order for the Ravens to contend. But because the defense is not playing well enough to create big leads, and, and uh, I think that uh, we may need even more from the offense. And that's the, the, the sad fact of life, particularly with the outside linebacker and cornerback issues the team has right now. Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, the offense has been kind of on, on fire. And I think they're... They've even left some points uh, on the table, you know, some uh, some red zone uh, issues, some goal lines, some short yardage things mm-hmm. that uh, that I think they hopefully will clean up with some uh, some improved running running game uh, and a line play um, on the defense. I think that I think they're figuring it out. I think um, you know they've got the defensive backs are, are 
they're still shuffling. I think even this last game we saw um, them shuffle from uh, JD and Stevens outside with with Marlin inside, then switching Marlin outside and uh, Pepe inside. So I think they're still still figuring out what their go to combination is going to be, and um, you know I, I'm I'm hopeful still that uh, that that will improve and uh, you know that we can get those numbers in better shape. Let me ask you one question coming out of that because I because yep. you know I noticed the same thing and they really benched those two guys both Armour Davis for two big plays and then Stevens for two big plays they gave Pepe his chance on the inside. Do you think they have the right combination with the three guys now with Humphrey Peters on the outside and and uh, um, Pepe inside? Um, I I think it's a very I think that's their should be their standard. Uh, I think some of it is matchup driven. Uh, I mm-hmm. think he would be. Uh, he would really struggle against larger guys. I think, you know, he's uh, he's a feisty player, kind of like Tavon was inside, you know, but um, so he could do okay. But I think if you tried to put him against like a tight end or something inside, it would be a really tough matchup. So I think that that can be your starting go-to nickel, but uh, uh, but changes with, with matchup dependence. All right. All right. Uh, my fourth number... Uh, is 39.4. So this is the average net yards on punts for Jordan Stout this year. He's tied for 29th in the NFL. So he's really, after a a very strong preseason, really has struggled so far uh, this year, and and particularly with consistency. Um, In week three, he had punts for, I think, net yards of 55, 39, and 23. Um, And just that's an... a very large swing and it wasn't because the 23 you know was really tight to the goal line or something like that this was a complete shank so 23 is punted out of bounds yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) so you know he he needs consistent he needs to be more consistent he needs to i don't know if it's settling down or, or what um but uh but that's definitely an area where you know i think um there there's definitely room for a significant amount of improvement and i think you know making um, making other offenses have, have further to go feeds right into that kind of turnover and you know ability to give up yards, but make more chances to make a big play. Yeah, he certainly got him for that gaudy in ten number between the thirties. That was the thing that was really exciting about it, and we really haven't seen a lot of that. We've seen a couple good distance punts, but we really haven't seen the 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 intends show up the way we had hoped they were. And I think the Ravens have a pretty good coverage unit. So I don't, I don't think that's the issue with, you know, Hill and Wallace as gunners in particular, but uh, yeah, anyway, a little, I'm a little bummed with the results as well. All right, let me move on here. I've got another offensive one, heavy offensive week for me. Um, 0.745 and 0.057. So the 74 and a half percent, you can, you can call it is the series success rate. So the percentages of times that the Ravens get a first down, and they turn that into either another first down or a touchdown. Uh, it is 26th in the NFL. Now, Dan did a lot of work on this for a great pod. We did actually a video uh, after the 2019 season where the Ravens had been relatively close in terms of run and pass, in terms of efficiency going first down. Very unusual, by the way, because a lot of the running at the end of the game doesn't, doesn't get you very far. But the Ravens, uh, because they spread it out, have been very close in terms of efficiency run and pass. Uh, this this offense needs to improve in that area. Uh, they can't have as many three and outs. They can't be losing 
the battle of snap count as much as they are. I think in particular, the defense is getting worn down by it. Um, the pass rush probably the most of all in terms of, of, of who it's impacting. The only worst teams in the NFL right now are Atlanta, Detroit, Las Vegas, Seattle, Miami, and Arizona. And if you ever wanted to be in a, which of these ones is not like the other, you'd want to be in for defense with those teams in terms of, of not being like them. 5.7% is the other one. That's the three and out percentage. Obviously, you know, the, these go uh, hand in hand to a degree, um, but that is uh, the defensive success uh, getting three and outs. Uh, the, the, a fair amount what success they of, of the success they've had has been generated by turnover but the standard three and four down uh, stops that the Ravens have been able to get defensively uh, have just been not frequent enough and uh, and it's it's I, I hear it commented about that you know we're, we're living off turnovers and it's absolutely true and that we're living off big plays on offense is absolutely true and it's just the opposite of Ravens football as I think of it yeah, it absolutely is. It's it's uh, completely flipped script from from where it was before. Uh, you know, the you look at the high level and the offensive success numbers are there to compare against twenty nineteen, but they're doing it in such a different way. Um, like like you said, in twenty nineteen, it was just steady plotting down the field, high success percentage, so they didn't have to worry about. Um, you know, the home run ball, they were just steadily hitting doubles. Um, you know, they, this year it's home run or strikeouts and it's, uh, um, you know, it gets you the similar number of runs, but, um, but very different. So we'll, we'll see if it's, I don't think it's as sustainable. So it's, a, it concerns me a little bit. Well, it's, it's maybe it's good that it's not sustainable because it's either going to improve or it's not going to improve. I'm sorry, it's or it's going to get worse. But I think it's actually probably going almost has to get better from where it is right now. But you know, the, the one thing that that is I always like to point out with this is it's really not time of possession which tires your defense. Time of possession allows you to get the game over with when you have the lead. That's so it's great for that. But it's it's snap count that does it. So you, you really are incented highly to win snap count. And you would go back to those 2019 teams and the 20 teams and all the Lamar era teams, really. They won snap count. They had a, always a, a pretty fresh defense in the fourth quarter. And when it came time to make big plays to win the game, those defenses were able to do it with great regularity. And uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm, that's something the Ravens need to figure out is how they can get some early game consistent success on defense. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I think a big thing with that is just, the drives is going to be the improvement of the run game is going to be big because, uh, uh, you know, I think that's, that's, that's going to be a, a big thing that leads to longer drives for them. So, all right. Uh, my last set of numbers is looking forward uh, to the bills game, 61% and 32%. 61% is a third down conversion percentage for Buffalo. Jeez. It's the highest in the NFL. <laughs> Uh, the second highest is Philadelphia with 49%. So again, a huge difference. Uh, the Ravens, for comparison, are 14th with uh, 38%. Uh, so again, a huge difference, even between a middle of the pack team like the Ravens. Um, and, and they're even doing really well on third and longs. Uh, they're con- converting 52% on third and five plus, which is is ridiculous like that they're, they're over <laughs> over 50 percent on on third and medium to longs so um uh, 
and uh, the other number, 32%, is Ravens defense, on the other hand, is allowing conversions on, on only 32% of third downs, which is good for eighth best. So not not fantastic, but but decent. Um, and showing some improvement, 22% allowed last game. So, um, you know, it's going to be a big a big part of the story, I think, this week, is uh, is third down conversions, is, is stopping, uh, being able to stop the Bills. Because if, if you allow... Uh, anywhere near that 61%, uh, and then it's going to feed right into what you're talking about with the Bills' offense having long drives and uh, you know just winning the snap count and exhausting the Ravens' defense. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I'll give you another thing to be worried about at the Bills. We, we're boy, fans are worry warts just naturally, <laughs> but we we come up with statistics that we're really concerned about. Obviously, and you're playing a good team like Buffalo, you're likely to find these kind of things. Buffalo has some things that are wrong this week, so not everything is right. Uh, but 12.94 percent and 5.88 percent. 12.94 percent is the Bills' sack rate, which is second behind Dallas. Dallas is like right at 13, so just ahead of them. Uh, the Ravens, by comparison, are 24th in sack rate at 4.96% of passes. The 5.88% is the interception rate for Buffalo, which leads the NFL. The Ravens are fourth at 4.26%. So nothing wrong if the Ravens could maintain that interception rate for the whole year, um, but it's still not as good as Buffalo has been so far. Buffalo has generated that interception rate despite a ton of injuries in the secondary, and they may be without both of their outstanding safeties, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer for this game. Uh, they're also missing, I believe, their top two corners. Kair Elam has just started to get some playing time. He's the 25th overall pick. Uh, so they're really down in terms of uh, who they have available in the secondary. So if there was a game where Jackson really had to lift the team and, and take advantage of that Bill's secondary a little bit, this would be it. But you've still got really serious matchup questions with Von Miller on whoever is playing left tackle. Uh, in this game. So uh, I, I'd be very concerned about that. Uh, this is one of these games where the, the standard thing announcers always say, just it triggers me, I think, is this game could come down to turnovers. Uh, it's it, it, I always feel like saying, well, if by that you mean that the team that gets the lead <laughs> will then lean on their opponent and that opponent will be, you know, take chances with the football, you know, try to catch up. Well, then you're correct. But that's that's kind of you're telling us the effect and not the cause, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. So I, I've never found that to be pretty useful yet. Still, every NFL Sunday, you can hear it as one of the keys to the game or whatever kind of thing if it's a close matchup. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think. High leverage passing plays, probably going to have a huge uh, uh, component of the outcome of this game, which is equally silly to, to say that, by the way. It's just a little bit, sounds a little more intellectual to, to, to do it, <laughs> that, the, uh, that the big passing plays are going to determine it. Yeah, I think uh, both those are, are really tough matchups, and it's really going to be interesting to see what Roman can scheme up uh, to to try to slow down. I don't think they're going to stop the, the the sack rate, you know, the 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 pass rush, but anything they can do to slow it down or or kind of um, to counter it is, I think, going to be be huge. Um, and I, I'm 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 hopeful that the depleted secondary um, kind of takes care of itself a little bit there. So. That I mean, that would be nice if if the uh, if the, you're talking about the Bills depleted second. Correct. Yes. Yes. So uh, one thing we saw for a lot of the six game losing streak last year is all pretty much by uh, ability in there and and who the Ravens had at left tackle, who the Ravens had at quarterback for that matter for the end of the streak was a lot of schemed ball out quick situations. 
do you favor that against a team like the Bills, or do you want to try and run the offense normally with Lamar? Hope he is just the magician in terms of pocket movement and take chances with some sacks and and get the ball down the field as you would normally. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, I, I think the ball out quick. I think is a, a pretty decent option. I think I, I really like uh, what what Bateman has done with yards after the catch so far this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of that is a little bit um, um, artificially inflated uh, based off of how Miami was playing, you know, with one level of defenders. But um, um, but I do think he's got the ability to to create a bunch of uh, yards after the catch. I think so does Duvernay. I think so does Andrews. So um, you know, I, I think getting the ball out that will help a lot. I think uh, even getting JK out with uh, some, some passes, I think he looked really good in the past game yes, or last week. So I think getting him involved would be something I'd definitely be interested in. So, uh, you know, I think, I think that's something I, I would lean on is trying to have some other folks kind of, um, you know, help your, uh, help out Lamar a little bit on that end. So. All right. Outstanding stuff. Always a complete pleasure to do this show with you, Dan. Uh, tell folks where they can talk football with you. Yeah, you can reach out and uh, and follow on Twitter. It's at DP Reese and then the number eight. Uh, you know, just um, throwing out stats there, talking talking Ravens throughout the week. So uh, give, give me a follow and, and uh, happy to talk Ravens. So, All right. Outstanding. If you've got salary cap questions, Brian McFarland is excellent. Dan Reese also knows a lot of salary cap um, strategy, I'll call it, in terms of like what dollars are fungible underneath your cap. If you've got questions about that sort of thing, he's a great guy to ask. And uh, uh, I always uh, lean on him pretty heavily. Uh, other folks out there, if you'd like to be on a film study short, hit me up with a DM on Twitter. Love to hear from you. Uh, I'm always asking people when I see a great visual now uh, on, uh, on Twitter. But if you have something you'd like to talk about, you just have to be passionate about it. Uh, make the topic narrow enough. We can talk through it in about 25 minutes. Dan, uh, always a pleasure to do the show. Absolutely. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. 
Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.